Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Hello, did you miss me? Damn, I've been gone for, I take a weekend off and the whole city's calling for my quarterback's job. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. I'm pissed off. We'll be all right. It's tough. Listen, but we'll be all right. Again, thanks for joining. Burley Gunner Show, Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, Apple Podcast, Red Circle. Back in full swing. I take the weekend off, an extended weekend off, and I come back and I hear my whole city is down on the Browns. We're not out of it. We're not. How you doing? Y'all right? Are you all right? I'm all right. Cavs are two and a half games out of the preseason. (laughs) Oh, man, listen. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. The Browns will be fine. I'm not here to rip on the Cleveland Browns. I'm not you. All right? I'm not you. Take a weekend off. Come back. Whole city's ripping my team. Who are you? Who are you? This is not 2011. This isn't 2013. This is not 2014. This ain't 2015, 16, 17. Not 18. This ain't 19. This is 2021. Cleveland two seasons ago with head coach Freddie Kitchens, the Browns were 2-4 and four in a date with Tom Brady and the Patriots the following week. And you were telling me, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We're 2-4. and four. We got OBJ. We'll be all right. And that was, that was Baker's first year. As a week one starter with a rookie head coach. Nowhere close to the roster that the Browns have now. And now following a playoff run. A win against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. An 11 win season. After all that, you're just going to quit on the team after six games? Now, I hate excuses more than the next guy. But I guess I'll have to be the one to do it since none of you will. The Browns were missing offensive tackle Jed Wills. Offensive tackle Jack Conklin. Wide receiver Captain Jarvis Landry. 
Nick freaking Chubb, your all-pro running back, wasn't there. Baker was playing hurt. Odell and Hunt both got injured in the game, and Hunt didn't return. That's just on offense. Jed Wills, Jack Conklin, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield. That's your whole offensive unit. That's the whole team. Not to mention, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa left the damn game with a leg injury. He's going to miss some time. The defense is banged up. Ward has questionable, or Ward was questionable. Newsom was questionable. Now, in life, growing up, okay, hear me out, follow me. Growing up, everybody is dealt with a different hand. No, nobody's dealt the same hand. There are kids that have a very, they, they come from a very wealthy family. A good home and a great structure and great brothers and sisters and an awesome support system. And they go on and succeed in life. Then there's the kid whose parents are divorced. Both still are great parents. They make it work. You know it. It it, it may be a little difficult at times, but things are all right. And that kid goes on to succeed. And then there's the kid who got dealt with the broken home. With the parents who... Couldn't sustain a job. Couldn't get off the drugs. You're, you're an only child. You have absolutely nobody in your corner. No one's ever there for you. No, no one's in the bleachers at your, at your baseball games, basketball games, football games. No one's there for you. We now know Baker. Baker's, we, we've known this. Baker's the rich kid, okay? He's the rich kid. He's the kid that was dealt everything. Okay, give, give him five stud offensive linemen, two great backs, a, a bunch of guys to throw to. He's not going to screw that up. We now know that Baker is not from the broken home. Okay, he's not Superman. He's not going to lead the Browns against the Cardinals with absolutely nothing. He's, he, okay, he's just not Superman. But you don't need Superman, all right? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, they win a lot of Super Bowls. From, from, from my, as far as I can remember, they don't win the damn Super Bowl every single season. All right? You don't, okay? I'm not saying you need to have the best quarterback in the league. That's not what I'm saying. But what I need to know is, and this is what you guys should be freaking out about. You're freaking out about three and three. I'm not. The Browns will be fine. The Browns will make the playoffs. Damn it. What I need to know is can Baker be the kid with the divorced parents but still has a good support system? I am not one to blame injury or make excuses because like the Browns say, it's next man up, damn it. You should be able to win games without one of your running backs. You should be able to win games without one of your receivers missing a tackle. Baker was missing all of it, okay? I can't form an opinion on him just yet for the season because it's not fair to. Before the whole team went down, he was 3-1. and one. Could have been 4-0. and oh. We all know we should have beat the Chiefs. Whole team is hurt. That's not on Baker, Okay? I, I just, it's, it's too early to form an opinion. And everyone's freaking out about three and three. Well, if you look at the schedule, 
it, 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 three and three, they're beating the the teams that they need to beat, and they're losing to the teams that are you know quote unquote playoff teams. Check the schedule; they're going to make the playoffs. All right, stop freaking out about that. Still have a really good chance to to win the division. Only two games behind Baltimore. We play them twice. Still have to play Pittsburgh twice. Still have to play Cincinnati twice. It's week seven. What I thought I was going to come on here today following a loss was that Baker Mayfield is 3-3 beating Davis Mills, Justin Fields, and Kirk Cousins and losing to Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. Right. But I can't gauge that because... Because of what was on the field yesterday and last week against the Chargers. Okay? But but the Browns weren't supposed to be in a shootout against the Chargers. That wasn't the game plan. It's not Baker's fault that the safeties are jumping routes and and, and can't cover the deep ball, not doing what they're supposed to, not being in the right position that they're supposed to to make a play. It's not Baker's fault. That wasn't supposed to be a shootout in L.A., I can't gauge anything on Baker Mayfield this early in the season. My stance stays the same as it did in week one. All right. Odell dropped a fourth down pass inside the five that would have scored points. The Browns are trying to make a comeback and Baker gets injured. Kareem goes down. I mean, man, we're done. We're done. What the hell is going on? The whole freaking team's in the Cleveland Clinic. And we we have to suit up and play a game on Thursday night. Which leads me to... The stadium sucked on Sunday. And absolutely... No energy. None. 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 From pregame. Sure. Fired up on a third down. You need to be fired up the whole damn game. Kyler Murray shouldn't be able to... The receivers shouldn't be able to hear Kyler Murray. That's on you, Cleveland. That's on you. There's a game on Thursday night. We're mailing it in. We're mailing the season in. I'm not. No way. Has anyone been ruled out for the season? I don't think so. Have you checked the next five games? A lot easier than the first five games, I'll tell you what. I used to run a phone store, okay, which br- brings me to this point. I used to run a phone store, and I was responsible for making a schedule for, for five to six people. But And I'm no expert. I'm not, I'm not qualified to schedule 17 games for 32 teams. But, man, is there a way that we can schedule these games following a bye week? My whole team's in the in the Cleveland Clinic. This is Baker's contract year. This is what it's all about. Stop. Stop. Pick yourself. Who? Who? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm here. Everybody say this. We're, the Browns are done, man. Season's over. Mail it in. Screw you. Take that somewhere else. Not in my city.
this is Baker's contract here. We're trying to figure out if he's worth $40 million or not. Here's the thing. I need more games. I keep saying this. You cannot be my franchise quarterback if you can't beat your peers. The reason I can't the reason I can't say I'm out yet is because the 11 wins plus a playoff win. That's forced me to go another season with Baker. I ain't giving up after six games. He's had nobody. I can't gauge. Sure, Kyler Murray looked better than Baker Mayfield yesterday. Baker was hurt. Playing hurt. Still. Re-injured his shoulder yesterday. Came back out because he's the toughest damn quarterback in the league. And he's dealt with the most adversity over anybody in the last four years. And you're giving up on my... You're giving up on your quarterback. You're giving up on your team. We have a game Thursday. You need to be there. In the dog pound. Yelling. We still haven't even played anybody in our division yet. Not nobody. Not not a, we have not played the Ravens yet. Haven't played the Bengals. Haven't had a chance to beat up on Pittsburgh again. We're mailing it in. Jeez. Let me tell you what. As much as beating This is another reason I'm not mailing it in on Baker Mayfield. I can't give up on my quarterback. Can't give up on the season. Sure, not a good sign for Baker Mayfield to not be able to beat Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, or Kyler Murray. But guess what? Those aren't even even the, the, the two biggest peers that he needs to be worried about. Okay? Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Those are the two guys most important that he needs to worry about because they're in the same division. If the Browns weren't injured right now and were winning games and were 5-1, this wouldn't even be talked about, regardless how Baker's played. But now Baker's next mission should be to beat out Joey B and Lamar because right now he's the third best quarterback in the division staring up at the Bengals and staring up at the Ravens. And that's what your focus should be. Your focus shouldn't be mailing in the season. That's not what your focus should be. The Browns' issue is paying Baker Mayfield a ton of money. That's going to affect the roster that you potentially have here. But we can't, again, we can't gauge Baker yet. We just can't do it. And what I mean by that is, Baker need, does does Baker need every component? We don't know. We don't know. He he wasn't just missing Nick Chubb yesterday. This is we're not talking about Baker Mayfield was missing one key guy and couldn't pull away. He was missing everybody. There was nobody there. If if Baker has a full lineup. Loses without Jarvis Landry, can't defend him. But I can defend him when he's got nothing to work with and hasn't been able to run the damn game plan in the last two weeks. These aren't supposed to be shootouts. These are supposed to be ground and pound. Keep keep Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert off the field. Can't do that when the safeties are trying to play hero ball and jump in their routes 
to try to go make plays. You don't do that in shootouts. You do that when you're up by 10 points trying to seal a game. I've already accepted that Baker Mayfield's not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't need to be. But not even Drew Brees would have been able to dominate his league, missing his entire offensive unit. Get off my quarterback. Get your ass to the game on Thursday and cheer on the Browns. I don't care if Nick Chubb is out. I don't care if Kareem Hunt is out. I don't give a damn if Baker's playing or Case Keenum's playing or, God damn it, we bring back Seneca Wallace. I don't give a rip. You better be there back in your team. And I'll see you there. Jeez. I've had enough. Enough. You're either in or you're out. You're either with me or you're not. You're either with my quarterback or you're not. At least we don't have our backs against the wall like the Dodgers do. The number one payroll in baseball. Down 0-2 in the NLCS. You want to tell me how that's possible? I don't care. I don't give a rip if you are on the road. I don't care. You've you caught Dodgers. I'm sorry. You caught me at a bad time. Cause I am pissed off. Again. The highest payroll in baseball, who went out in the offseason, reloaded, now at the trade deadline, added Trey Turner, added Max Scherzer, who was on the bump in game two. Imagine that. The guy you went out to get, the guy... Who didn't lose? You didn't lose a game when he was on the mound after you got him. You get into the postseason. You get into the NLCS. You're down 1-0. You need to win the game. Change momentum back to LA, and you drop the game. Bats just seem not just seem to not be there. Nowhere to be found inconsistent runs, but I'm sure they'll blow up for nine runs in game three, and then we'll say, oh, the Dodgers, they're back, and then in game four, they'll lay an egg, and they'll lose four to nothing. I mean, the the, the Major League Baseball season, if the Braves don't win the, and if the Braves don't win the World Series, an absolute bust. You got me watching Houston versus Boston in the ALCS. I got the Dodgers, who've got a loaded lineup, supposed to be the greatest thing in baseball. Home run after home run. Watch our pitching staff and all this and that. And it is and it's 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 a joke. They don't they don't dominate anybody. They don't dominate anybody. They make a lot more money than everybody else. Tell you that. That's what. That's the only thing that the Dodgers have over the Braves right now. Payroll. Their cars. 
their houses, their investments, their money. That's it. That's all. In fact, there's six players currently on the Dodgers that make more money than the Braves' highest paid player, Freddie Freeman. Six Dodgers make more than $22 million, and that's Freddie Freeman. You want to know what else is more interesting? (laughs) Oh, you're going to get a kick out of this. Charlie Morton, $15 million. He's the next highest paid Brave this season. 12 Dodgers made more than Charlie Morton did this season. Only nine starters see the uh, see the lineup. And you're telling me that 12 Dodgers were making more money than $15 million? 12? 12 of them? <laughs> the next, you'll love this one too. The next highest paid player for the Braves was Marcelo Zuna. He went to jail. He's not on the team anymore. They pay Will Smith $13 million. So again, 12 Dodgers make more money than the Braves' second and third highest paid players. Next in line, Eddie Rosario at $8 million. Everybody on the Dodgers makes more than $8 million. All right. I am officially in on the Buffalo Bills. And it took me a little while just because of, you know, the scheduling. It's not, they didn't play the greatest opponents. We've talked about the NFL scheduling, the Browns and the Chiefs, tough uh, uh, schedules. And then, the you know, you get the Ravens and the Bills with kind of, you know, cupcake games with a, a, a few games like the the Chargers this weekend, and and like with the with the Ravens, and 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 last night with the Titans. Uh, but you, you get it. The the schedule for the Bills, the, thus far at least, has just been, I mean, a cakewalk. So it's hard for me. To come on here and say, well, and, and not to mention, they lost their toughest matchup before the Chiefs game. And then last week I said, well, I don't know, the Chiefs, if, if it's not raining, do you win that game? And I know what you're thinking. Well, how, how can you say last week that you're not sold yet on the Bills, but this week after they lose, you can be in, all in, chips all in on the Bills? Here's why. Because last week, like I said, the weather, I think, affected that second half. I don't know if Kansas City loses by 18 points. If if the weather's not coming down like that, obviously, I understand that it affects both teams. But And I take that into consideration. Now that I, you know, it's, it's about eight days old now, I can go back and think, like, you know, you know, Buffalo won that game. But what's even more impressive to me is, the Bills played a bad game last night against the Titans. I mean, they I mean they played a bad game. Josh Allen threw a pick. You know, Singletary was their leading rusher with, with just 27 yards. 
their defense was suspect, and it, you know it's it's not it's already not um, it's well ranks top in, in pass defense. You know Ryan Tannehill didn't throw the ball all over the place, but you know they they didn't completely shut him down. Didn't obviously didn't shut Derrick Henry down, but Josh Allen didn't play his best game. All right, the, the coaching staff didn't coach their best game. Josh Allen threw an interception, you know, in, in Titans territory. That just that's that just it's not something. It's not. It's very uncharacteristic. And yet, with time expiring, they were about to win that ball game last night until Josh Allen slips. Josh Allen doesn't fall to the ground, slip. I mean, they're winning that ball game. That's how I know that the Buffalo Bills are, are real legit because even when you don't, the best teams, when they go on the road and don't play their best game against good teams and, and you've got Derrick Henry on the other side of the ball and you come out losing like that, let's be honest with ourselves. Buffalo... Return the kickback. Shouldn't have even been in that situation. The holding call didn't even affect the, the play at all. And then Josh Allen in two minutes, on the two-minute drill, marches all the way down the field with ease. Hits Emmanuel Sanders for about 30 yards, some change down to the 50-yard line. They dump it off to the back. Now they're rolling in business down to the 40-yard line with ease, man. They were... He, he had so much time to do what he wanted to do, okay? And in a bad spot leads to a fourth and in inches. He gets that nine times out of ten. They run the ball in. They win the game. If not, they kick the field goal. They go to overtime. But regardless, the point being, the Bills did not play well Yet, they still only lost by three points, and they had the ball at the goal line with the game on the line. That's a very good sign for Buffalo, and I'm sorry it took me so long. But when you lose to Pittsburgh week one, and then your next three wins are against the Dolphins, the Washington football team, and the Houston Texans, I just can't get behind you. But after the Chiefs' 18-point win, and I believe the Bills should have beat the Titans last night, I'm all in, and I think it's a I think it's a, a shoe-in playoff team. Probably going to be the number one seed fighting with the Chargers. I still believe the Chargers are a really good football team. Um, but the Bills, man, wow, wowee! They've got the Dolphins coming up, the Jags coming up, and the Jets coming up. Then the Colts. That's the next, those are the next four games for the Buffalo Bills. All right, they're four and two. They're about to be eight and two after they beat up on on the Dolphins again. They're beating Jacksonville. They're absolutely going to beat the Jets. And there's no way in hell Carson Wentz and the Colts are going into Buffalo and beating the Bills. Then they play the Saints. That's on the road. Tough call. You get the Patriots. I'm not sure about that one. Then you get the Bucks. Should take care of business against the Panthers. You get the Patriots again, Falcons, and then Jets. I mean, there's there there might only be two or three losses on that entire schedule remaining for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they are the real deal. And now that we're talking about it, we could talk about Tennessee, who has been who has been completely inconsistent this year. They have a home game to start out, and they get blown out by Arizona. 
Then they go on the road. They are losing by two possessions late to the Seahawks, and they come back and they win that ball game. Uncharacteristic like. Um, you beat the Colts, you lose to the Jets, then you womp on the Jags, and now you're sitting on Monday Night Football dancing, having a party in Nashville because you just beat the Buffalo Bills. Well, we'll see you next week when you got the Kansas City Chiefs coming to town. That's right. Patrick Mahomes is going to grab his guitar and he's going to come on, come and play a song over there in Nashville. Going to put a performance on it. Watch out for uh, the Titans because, you know, their schedule a lot, a, a lot like the uh, the Bills, very doable, very doable. Uh, again, Titans four and two, but very inconsistent. Colts, then the Rams at L.A. They're going to lose that game. They get the Titans, but or they, they get the Saints, but they get them at home. They don't go to New Orleans. They get them at home. And then they get the Texans, the Patriots, the Jags, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and then the Texans again. Obviously, they are in the probably the worst division in all of football. And I mean, it's not even close, and they've only had two divisional games, so they still have four remaining. So we shall see. The Titans should win that division. The Titans should be okay, but it is it is alarming that they did lose to the Jets, and they're playing uncharacteristic like football. I think they're too heavy on the run game, but what the hell do I know? Tonight, we have the Boston Red Sox hosting Game 4. They are up 2-1 to one on the Houston Astros. What a beating they put down on Houston last night. We won't even get into it. Let's just wait till see how things unfold in Boston at Fenway tomorrow. I do think that Houston ties the series here tonight. But like I said, what the hell do I know? I can't wait for the Braves-Dodgers matchup, which is oddly the first matchup not the Red Sox Astros, the Dodge Braves, Dodgers Braves will be the first matchup. If you're Eastern, that's five o'clock. If you're Pacific, you got playoff baseball right after lunch, two o'clock p.m. If you are a Pacific Coast listener here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, that should be a hell of a game. I am also going to roll with the Dodgers here. I, I, it backs against the wall. It's not an elimination game, but damn near close to it. Charlie Morton is. I love that guy. I love Charlie Morton. I think he's a hell of a pitcher uh, for for the Braves, but I think it's a bad spot. Walker Buehler, one of the best pitchers in the National League. So we've got a, a, a good night for some baseball, and I guess the NBA is back. On the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, Apple Podcast, and Red Circle, this the Burley Gunner Show.